the Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 149 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. I'm your host, Eric Young. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, yeah, you know, I forget every time we use this intro that I don't have the audio clip playing during, but I have to yeah. fade it out manually, and it's really annoying. Yeah, well, you know, you've we're professionals. You've got it. <laughs> I mean, eventually, we will get to where we need to be. No, we it's won't. Sometimes, no, yeah, we won't. sometimes it's a mess. It'll, but it'll, okay. never, it'll never happen. <laughs> we'll ne- we'll uh, never get there. <laughs> man. It's so all good. if you guys were listening last week, you remember we said we weren't going to record a podcast this week unless something happened that made it worthy of us getting together and recording a podcast. Well, Kyle Larson saw our bluff. <laughs> yeah, hold my beer. Yep. Yeah. And decided to give us a reason to talk about uh, racing a little bit more on Easter week. So um, well, not not well <laughs> racing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's racing. I mean, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I, this is how to dive into this man. Yeah. It's, I don't know how to get there. I mean, I I'm assuming everybody knows what happened at this point. Um, obviously we're, we're recording on Tuesday night, uh, just early today that, uh, Chip Ganassi racing announced that they had released Kyle Larson. They had fired Kyle, Kyle Larson. Um, however you want to put it. So yep. we're kind of hitting it kind of early in the news cycle, but not too early. So I think everybody's up to speed on what happened, but just in case you're not, just in case you're living under a rock and didn't see the only news item in NASCAR over the last three days or two days, um, Sunday night. So there was no I race or no pro invitational race this weekend, but Landon Castle got a bunch of his buddies together and they did a 30 lap, uh, no damage, no caution race on the oval at Monza. Um, if you're not familiar with the oval at Monza, it's got 30 degree banking, um, it's super fast. It's I think it's like three miles long or something like that. The Maybe. old F1 course from way back. It's it's kind of pretty historic in the European side of uh, racing. Yeah, the, the banking and everything's still there in real life, but nobody's run on it because it's super dangerous. And anyway, so iRacing, when they built the track, of course, had to make it so you could race on the oval. And it's ridiculous because it's not designed to be raced on and there's bumps and, you know, it's legit to real life. And then there's railings that are in the wrong spot and just so crashing happens and all that. So we, it, of course, was a wreck fest. Um, it, yeah, which it was just it was for fun. Yeah, was it? yeah. Landon Castle was doing this thing. It was kind of fun. And it was just, you know, you goof around with your buddies on video games kind of thing is what, what was going on. Yep. And I didn't even know it was happening. Um, I did not know the race was occurring. And then um, James sent me a message on Sunday night mentioning that uh, Kyle Larson had done something stupid. And uh, so I popped it on and I watched the first half of the race and then kind of got fed up with it. I was like, okay, I wanna, I'm want i going to click in and see what all happened. So during this race on his – so basically Kyle Larson was talking to a spotter from my understanding of this. He's, he's trying to reach his spotter. His spotter can't hear him um, or Kyle – Anyway, so Kyle utters a racial slur, and that's as much as I'm going to say at this point. If you guys want to find it, it's on Reddit. It's on Twitter. We don't need to discuss the actual word here. It was a racial slur, and it was inappropriate. Um, But Kyle, I'm sure, thought he was just talking to his spotter, 
while he was talking on the All Drivers channel, in my understanding, which means it mm -hmm. went out to all the drivers as well as all the people that the other drivers were streaming to. And it got awkward really fast. Yes. So it went out to everybody who was streaming on one of these channels and, of course, then instantly went out everywhere on social media. Um, and it was a whirlwind from there. So on Sunday night, uh, of course, it's Easter. There was really nothing that happened. I don't think there were any announcements. Maybe NASCAR issued a statement saying they were investigating it Sunday night. No, nah, I don't even know if it was Sunday. I think it was Monday morning. Yeah. I think everybody had turned in for the Easter Sunday night, and it was not until Monday that stuff started trickling out. Yeah, no word from Larson. As a matter of fact, my understanding, he was still racing at some point in the evening on Sunday night on iRacing. Um, and then, of course, the shoes start to fall on uh, on Monday. And let me just run down the list here because everybody started distancing themselves from Kyle Larson as quickly as possible. Um, the first one was Chip Ganassi Racing, who announced that they had suspended Kyle Larson without pay. Um, that was followed by an announcement from NASCAR that they were um, also suspending Kyle Larson indefinitely. Then came a um, announcement from iRacing that iRacing had suspended Kyle Larson from the iRacing service. Yep, kicked him off the platform. And then, at, so at that point, we're like, okay, this is. You know, we already knew it was a bad deal, but this is getting kind of serious. But, you know, he can he'll he might be able to pull through on this still. And then the sponsors start coming. First Credit yeah. One Bank announces that they will no longer support Kyle Larson. The one well, they, they well, what they started to do was they Credit One Bank had actually said they, they weren't they didn't kick him to the curb right away. They pushed out and actually I retweeted it. I was really proud of my tweet. Yeah, by the you're way. right. I, that, actually, they, they said that they were they supported Chip Ganassi's decision, right? Exactly. Yes. Yep. So they weren't actually kicking him to the curb. And I think what ended up happening was the groundswell of social media started to swirl. Right. And Credit One Bank then came out and, and said, nope, we're not doing this anymore. We're not working with Kyle Larson. Yep. Chevrolet, same thing. And that's the thing. That's the one that was big for me. So Bob Pockers yep. tweets at 3.01 p.m. Uh, yesterday that or on Monday, we'll say, because just in case you're not listening to this yep. on Tuesday night. Uh, Bob Pockers tweets out that uh, Chevrolet had suspended its relationship with Larson. Well, at that point, which and for people, this is not Chevrolet just as the NASCAR operation either. This right. is Chevrolet, his um, his uh, dirt track operation. Kyle Larson yep. racing is a big part of that Chevrolet deal as well. And this is this is the point where you're like, OK, if Chevy's gone, he's not going to still be at Chip Ganassi Racing because Chip Ganassi Racing runs Chevy's. Right. So this is kind of the starting point where you're like, oh, man, Kyle's job is in trouble. Um, I guess so. These aren't in order on Jayski's page um, at 1213 yesterday. Kyle Larson issued or uh, released a video with an apology. Um, I thought the apology was very good. Um, he didn't blame it on anybody else. He didn't blame it on anything. He just took credit or well, took blame for it, um, which is all he can do. And I think he handled that about as, the best that he possibly could. Um, and then, uh, then Advent health announces that they, uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Advent said we're done. Yeah. So that, then, yeah, basically. Mc so then, then credit one goes, then Mc McDonald's yeah, goes, um, Clover goes. Yep. And, uh, we got the announcement today that Chip Ganassi racing had released Kyle Larson. Yep. Um, so that's where we stand. 
and we wanted to get on here and talk about it a little bit. Obviously, it's a really sensitive subject. Um, let's just say at this point, if you don't want to hear discussion about race, then just turn the podcast off um, because yeah, we're, we're going to have to get into it. We're going to be sensitive about it. Um, but, you know, some people get uncomfortable with that conversation. So I, I, I want to put that out there right away that there is no way about no way to talk about this without discussing race. So with that. And not the uh, not the type of race that we like to talk. <laughs> right. About, right. Exactly. This is, uh, you know, this is uncharted territory, I think, for us. But, yeah. you know, Eric, I, when have we seen a driver of his caliber get kicked, uh, you know, get basically lose his ride at I, I know the season is suspended, but um, I mean, you know, I, I Kurt Busch comes to mind. Yeah, it happened to Kurt a couple of times. Yeah, he got suspended a couple of times. And then he got. He got fired a couple of times. Well, he got canned by Roush early, right? And by yeah, with two races to go. And then can- I, he got canned from Penske early. And from Penske after the finale, after yeah, he after right. he, Kurt Busch for, for the record flipped off the first lady uh, <laughs> at Homestead, and that that led to his uh, firing, uh, among other things that he was up to. Uh, so Kurt's had some issues. How did I not uh, know that story? Oh my God, that's a good one. Yeah, look oh. that one up. The motorcade for the first. So, that that's the <laughs> that's the famous. I know we're gonna go on a little bit of a tangent. Yeah. Uh, that's the famous Tony Stewart Carl Edwards Championship race at Homestead. Okay. And if you remember, a part went through Tony Stewart's radiator, right? Mm-hmm. That was a part off of Kurt Busch's car. Kurt broke. So he's driving into the garage area and he can't get to his garage stall. And the motorcade from the first lady, who was the grand marshal that day, was in his way. <laughs> to where he was then flipping off the motorcade that had the first lady inside. Oh my gosh. So that's a fun little rabbit hole if you want to dive down there. So there, <laughs> there's my there's a quick NASCAR history tangent for you. Yeah, I'm going to check do some more reading on that when we're done with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, um yeah, it, it, it's kind of unprecedented. Uh we've had issues with um racial things being said. I don't I, I don't think there's been a driver in the cup series. I believe there's a driver in the truck series that did it. And I know there's been crew yeah, members that have done yep, it. There was a suspend, suspension there. And then the name I'm blanking on. Um, Kyle Larson does have a little bit of a history with uh, some insensitive comments. Um, I'm trying to think of the. Oh, I had yeah, that's up. right. Yeah, I had it. Pulled I up forgot pretty. about that. Yeah, he made a crack. Um, in passing last year, man, that just makes this look even worse. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's not great. It's not. Yeah. So Darlington 2019, he basically, he makes an Asian joke, yeah. uh, during the rain delay. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they actually credit credits NASCAR and Reddit. Cause they saved me. I, I had lost a link and they actually had posted <laughs> it onto Twitter. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to go into it, but he makes a, he makes a, um, an, an insensitive joke about Asian, um, people. And, it's uh, not good, not not great, but I, you know, kind of skirted through the the stratosphere. Nobody said much. Right. Um, this was a more public display. What happened on Sunday? Uh, I think close to a million people were tuning in on various streams. Something around that, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, there's uh, been there's been some discrepancies over those. Yeah, numbers and because... I don't know what the. Yeah, a lot. There was a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And obviously there's a ton of attention on iRacing right now because that's the only thing that there is to watch for NASCAR right now. 
Yeah. And or any motorsports, to be honest. Right, right. And, you know, we should mention, too, that Kyle Larson, we, we didn't talk about this, but on Monday afternoon, he did issue an apology. I did mention the apology. Were oh, you, did. Were you sleeping yeah, through that? No, no, I, there James, was a lot. There was just a, stop sorry. sleeping on the podcast, man. No, usually I when you talk, I, go, I, I do doze off. <laughs> no, but there was, yeah, so you're right. There was that apology. Yep. Um, yeah, sorry. I know there's a lot of stuff that happened in a very short period of time, so I'll make that excuse for myself. <laughs> but uh, his apology, um, he did not apologize. I don't know. I mean, it uh, was see, sincere. I, liked, I thought it was sincere. Hold on. I'm going to find it here, and we're going to play it real quick. It was sincere. Yeah, I just um, want to say I'm sorry. Um, you know, last night I made a mistake and said the word that should never, ever be said. And, um, you know, there's no excuse for that. You know, I wasn't raised that way. You know, it's just an awful thing to say. And I feel very sorry for my family, my friends, my partners, the NASCAR community, and especially the African-American community. You know, I understand the damage is probably unrepairable, and you know, I, I own up to that. Um, but I just wanted to let you all know how sorry I am, and you know, I, I hope everybody is is staying safe during these crazy times. Thank you. I thought it felt pretty sincere. I mean, yeah. there's only so much you can do when you've done what yeah. he did. I don't think at that point he thought he was losing his ride. I don't think so either. I think he thought he was probably untouchable at that point. And man, I don't know. He, he was in the thick of it. I can only, I can only imagine what was going on between Ganassi having to put out the fire Mm -hmm. and whatever he's going through on the personal side of things. So he's, he's in the thick of it. People are mad and you know, we get to today and it's just, what is, what is Ganassi going to do? They have to, you know, their sponsors are willing to stay with him, but they've got to find a new driver. And yeah, let's, man. let's go down the list here on this, James. We'll let's start with Ganassi. Yeah. I, I mean, no choice, right? I mean, you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. And, and I was thinking about it this way, Eric, you work for, you know, you're, you're in the journalism business, but right. you work for a big company. Yep. Um, and I've seen a lot of this on social media. Well, he wasn't really, on, you know, he wasn't on the job, and he shouldn't be losing his ride over this. And yeah. I'm gonna say baloney on anybody who thinks that. Yeah. Because let me tell you, if I walk into my office and I say that word to somebody, I'm fired. Right. And and I understand that he's in his home and all this other stuff, but when you're in a public forum like these guys are, right. you're on the job. Yes. Credit One Bank and McDonald's, they are paying you to represent their brand. Right. That is on, and that's a switch, unfortunately, that's on 20 hours a day, probably. Yep. And the thing is, too, is like, this is not, you know, you aren't, as a celebrity, I mean, Kyle Larson's a celebrity. As a celebrity, it's not just, you're not just getting paid to be a decent person when the cameras are on, you yeah. know, you, yeah. you, you need, you should be a decent person period. And yes, this was said in something that you, he did not think it was going to go out on the airwaves. He did not think anybody, but one person was going to hear it. Right. But you know how you solve that problem? You just don't say it. Well, you, it's the same thing we said with Bubba Wallace a couple of weeks ago. Like it's yeah. just, 
bad behavior and he's a 27 year old man. That's the thing too, to keep in mind here is like, he's not a 13 year old adolescent teenager who's just being dumb and saying stuff. He's, you should know better than that. You I mean, there's no, there's no should know better than that. You just should be better than that. Plain and simple. I mean, let's, let's, let's take that standpoint. Uh, Kyle Larson, do we, do we have any remorse for him whatsoever in this situation? I don't. I, I mean, I feel I for the guy personally. I have. I've met Kyle. I've yeah. talked to Kyle a few times. Kyle's a good guy. My favorite driver to watch, Eric. Yeah, you know that. Like, I, I you know more than anybody how I've struggled with picking drivers since oh, Tony's retired. Yeah. And Kyle Larson was kind of like not my favorite driver, but man, I loved watching him race. And he, I've, and you and I together have had so many cool moments. Right. And he's been the guy. Yep. Eldora, you know, slamming the wall in the trucks yep. and winning at Michigan when we were down there and all these other things, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah. It's, so, yeah. so we were there for his first win at Michigan. Not only that, but he was there. He's the one who won the first race we covered. Yep. Um, you know, first, yep. I was standing first, two feet away from eating pizza. You and he, I both <laughs> first time we've asked a cup driver a question in a post-race press conference. It was to Kyle Larson. Yep. I mean, it's yeah, I it, have, uh, I have a Ziploc bag with, with rubber from his burnouts from that race <laughs> nice. as like, a was like my momentum. Like I'm going to remember this and I'm going to great. I'm going to pick this up from victory lane. We, you and I were standing in victory lane mm-hmm. with him yep. watching him take pictures. So it was one of the cool, like, man, this is cool. We have this access and we can be near this guy. I don't want this to be the end of Kyle Larson's career. I agree with you there. I do. But Kyle Larson deserves what he's getting right now for what he he did. Yes, he does. And and I, I don't have to be happy about that. I don't, I'm I'm not not. excited. I'm not like, Oh yay. They fired Kyle Larson. Yeah. And let, yeah. And, and Eric, this is not, um, this is not, and boy, I, I'm trying to be careful here because I don't want to speak on behalf, behalf of the African American community. Right. Obviously, um, I don't want this. To, I, I'll say it this way: I don't want this to be a lock, lock the key, and throw it away situation. Right. But I'm also not the person who needs to be judging him yeah. on that. I, that's not my place. I, I like him as a talent, and as you know, just as a, one of the. I think he's one of the great drivers in the sport right now, but. Man, he's he has to put in the work now, yep. and I don't feel bad for him because you dug your own grave, bud. You have to dig yourself out of it. Now yep. you've got to put in the work to rehab your entire career. And I, you and I were messaging, you know, with Todd. He can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, he can do it. It's going to be really hard, though. He's really also hard. got the advantage that he has a pretty big delay right now that he can start working on it before they even get back to the track. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, he, he's got to put the work in. He's got to show that he, he's got to show that that apology was sincere and he's never going to shed this. No, it will, oh, it will no. fade away. It will fade away, yeah. but he will never, this is, and he's 20, like we said, he's 27 years old and it's going to be with him. If he decides to drive into, into his fifties on dirt or whatever he's going to do, it's going to follow him. He's yeah. going to be. There's a there's a South Park episode that nails this. I hate I don't <laughs> want to compare this to South Park, but um, one of the characters in South Park gets into a situation very similar to this, and they, you know, it follows him around. And you know, I know that's a comedy cartoon, but 
it's real. Like this is going to follow Kyle Larson the rest of his career, no matter where he goes. Yeah, this is an asterisk on the on the the record huge, of Kyle Larson. And a huge setback for a great talent. Yeah, I mean, you've got guys like we mentioned, Kurt Busch. You've got Tony Stewart, who's had his issues. This is an entry on his. Well, I'm going to scroll down right now, real quick here. Um, wow, it hasn't. Oh no, there it is. Okay, it's on Wikipedia. You know, well, somebody somebody put his uh, his somebody put his death date on Wikipedia oh, as, as Sunday. I was like, you guys, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little bit much. But. Yeah, but uh, um, but yeah, it's it's on it's on the Wikipedia entry. It's going to be there forever, and it's part of his history now. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, and and like I said, hopefully Kyle can, you know, recover from this. He's an excellent driver. He's got a lot of talent. Um, sometimes that stuff doesn't matter though, if you can't be decent and, you yeah, know, these guys yeah. all need to understand that they are not invincible and it doesn't, we're not just talking from injuries. We're talking from the public standpoint. It doesn't matter how popular you are. If Chase Elliott did something stupid like this, it Anybody. could end his career, you know, Jimmy Johnson. Yep. It doesn't matter if you have seven championships. Right. Like this would end you. You are this not. Will end, this you will... are not immune to yeah. this. And these guys and sh- need to realize that before they utter these words. Yeah, and I shouldn't say this will end you, but this will. This will set you back to such a. I mean, it. it this is costing Kyle Larson, and and COVID's costing him uh, basically a year of his career right now. But right. Um. Well, I mean, let's let's how... say it, James. I mean, we don't know how this is going to end. Well, let, it yeah, could have talk... ended his career. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about the future a little bit because I have some. I have some thoughts here. Um, well, hold on. Before I, we get into that. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. I wanted to touch on why this is a big deal because I know there's been a lot of discussion on social media of why this is a big deal, and I think the best way to describe why what Kyle Larson said was a big deal is to go to James's um, idol, Ryan McGee, who wrote a piece on ESPN.com. The link is in the show notes. TheSuperSpeedway.com. You can look at the show notes, click on the link, and go read this article. But Ryan McGee, as he always does, does a brilliant job of explaining the reason that this is a big deal. And it's a big deal because of the history of NASCAR. Yes. And yes. if you went on, I believe it was NBC News tweeted out the story. And if you went into the comments and read the comments, you would understand why this is a big deal. Because all the comments were, wow, seems like normal for a NASCAR race. And NASCAR has such a reputation of being a redneck sport. We talked about Confederate flags on this podcast yeah. a couple yeah. years ago. And, you know, this there is a reputation there that NASCAR has tried to dig out of. And I think has done a great job of digging out of. I think their diversity programs have been great. They're not enough yet, but they've done a good job of trying to fix the things that, you know, that were that were wrong in the past. Um, being a Southern sport, there's an automatic stigma there, and some of it is deserved. Um, Ryan McGee mentions in this article, I'm trying to find it here um, somewhere. Hold on. Where is it? Uh, filibustering, filibustering. Yeah, maybe it's not this article. Maybe it was a different article that I read. Ah, here we go. Um, okay, I'll read a passage from from Ryan McGee here. Um, this was a sport that in its first 65 years had exactly one full-time minority driver, Wendell Scott, who was robbed of celebrating his only cup win in 1964 because Jacksonville, Florida track operators didn't want him to kiss a white woman in victory lane. This is the sport that back in the day locked arms with former Alabama governor George Wallace 
and greeted winners of the Southern 500 at Darlington, South Carolina, with a guy in a Confederate uniform waving the stars and bars. This was a sport that in the 1980s used one hand to try and help black racer Willie T. Ribs, and in the other hand flipped him off behind his back. So this is Kyle Larson opening a wound that has healed mostly, but not completely. It just won't. It and just, it just yeah. ripped it back open. It just keeps festering, and that's unfortunately that's the stereotype of the NASCAR fan base. And, yep. And it will never go. That is another thing that will never go away. Yep. Exactly. Um, exactly. Just, and yeah, that's it, that's why this is a big deal. Yes, yeah. people use this word. Yes, you know, rappers use this word all the time. It's different. You know, it's just different. There's, and you know, you don't have to understand. And I guess the problem is, is if you if you don't think it's a big deal, maybe that's the problem. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it without offending somebody. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, yeah. We're not and trying to offend people. My we're feeling just... on this is that there's so much hurt around this word that there's just no reason to use it. There's no reason to use it. Yeah. It's just... And there's a lot of, there's a lot of slurs and words in, you know, not just in 2020. I mean, they were hurtful in the eighties, but right. now, I realize now that we've we, gotten really PC and it's too much. Yeah. We, we've, oh, yeah. we've locked things down too much. We've made it to where, you know, my favorite television show still is the office. And if you put the office on the air today, it couldn't survive. They couldn't oh, that do first that season. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Diversity and, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so I get it. I understand the PC stuff, but I'm sorry, man. This is just something that it hurts too much to, to say it and just, just erase the word from your vocabulary. There is no reason to use it I, ever. I, you know, as you're talking about this, Eric, I cannot believe, I cannot believe we are still here yeah. with, with this conversation with stuff. I know. <laughs> and you know, when I was, in, you know, in 20, this is 20 years ago more. I mean, gosh, I've said things that I wish I wouldn't have said, and I'm glad they they weren't recorded back when I was a young, dumb kid, but, right. but still, you know, as you as you get older, like like Kyle Larson is now, you just you learn that oh, okay, there's it's not just me in this world, and I have to think you know, yeah. I have to consider be considerate of others, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you you laid it out very well there. I I can't even add really add much to it other than you're right. It's you know, there's just no place for any of that stuff today, right? Um, the world, the world is too. We are, we are too interconnected with everything that you can't. I mean, it's just not worth it. It's no. not worth it to be so to be so. You know, to say dumb's probably a little harsh, but I mean, that's what it is. Don't be dumb. You know, we it, we have freedom of good. speech in this country. You know, we we have the ability to do things, and there's just some things that aren't worth doing. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just a wound not worth picking at. And, and for the people who, for the people that it hurts, you know, there's no, there's no way for us to understand. No, we'll never understand. You know, it's just, it's just, it, we're not, it, there's, it's just not going to happen. We're, we're not, gonna, we're not going to get it, but we need to understand that that's what it means to right. other people. And that's my, that is my point with, um, boy, this is going to set people off. I, I, I like to give people, I like to give people a little warning before I say something <laughs> controversial, but this is my thoughts on the Colin Kaepernick situation. Yeah. My, I personally 
do not like what what Colin Kaepernick did back in the day when he was taking knees during the national anthem. I found it super disrespectful. Mm -hmm. However, I am also not a young African-American male and I cannot relate to him whatsoever. So I do understand that he's trying to do something, whether I disagree with it or not, doesn't matter. Yep. I, I'm not, I'm not who he's, well, maybe I am. I don't know, but he's, he's trying to send a bigger message than what, you know, I can probably even comprehend it. But again, I'm not coming from his, you know, his background. Right. And I can, you know, when he wears his piggly wiggly socks to, to mock police and stuff. Yeah. That sets me off. That stuff really irritates me. I think he's, you know, I don't think he's a super sincere guy, but also I can't, you know, I can't come at him for taking a knee at the same time. I, I can just, dis- I can dislike it, but what, you know, what am I going to do? Right. You know, that's not me. Yeah. Um, like I said, there, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of great things written about it. Um, so far, Ryan McGee's really column is a great one to, yeah. to read. Um, Dave Moody had some comments on it as well. Dave's Dave's piece on it was good. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more out there. So if you want to read more on it, go ahead and read more on it. Alanis King has been doing good work. Um, yeah. She's asking really tough questions um, and she's, she's working for business insider. Now she used to be with Jalopnik. Um, uh-huh. She's asking some pretty tough questions, getting a hold of NASCAR, trying to do some stuff. So I'd, I'd seek her out if you're looking for another perspective on this, if you're, if you're trying to, I don't know, be well-versed in what's going on. What's right. being said. <laughs> uh, I think that's where you and I do try to come in. Like, yeah, we're, we're, this sucks. Like this whole mm-hmm. thing sucks, but also, you know, there's a ton of opinions out there and I think it's good to get everybody's take. Yep. Even yeah. if you disagree with it, you know, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and I, and I went back and forth over the past couple days as to what, you know, I felt like the punishment should be. And I don't know, I've settled on that. This is, this is the direction everybody had to go. Yeah. You got to fire him. You yeah. got to. Yep. Yep. It's up just... to him to, it's up to him to rebuild his, he put himself in this position. He, it's up to him to get himself out. Yep. And he'll get a. And we'll talk about this probably in a second. But yeah, let's we'll let's do it. Let's let's talk about it. We're let's talk about Kyle Larson's future. What? So let's first of all let's look at the ramifications of this. Um, there was a lot of talk, and James, we've kind of disagreed on this podcast that Larson was going to be the fit for the forty-eight car. Um, yeah. But there were a lot of rumors in the industry that he was going to be the, the replacement for Jimmy Johnson. Um, yep. this likely puts an end to that. Yep. That door's closed. Um, he will not, he's not going to Hendrick. It very well could mean that Brad Keselowski gets that seat. Of course, awesome. we also don't know what Jimmy's going to do because as we talked about last week, Jimmy might run he might come season. Back. Yeah. So I, everything um, we have talked about this year on this <laughs> podcast is, is just, it's t- <laughs> throw it out the throw it out the window. We Turn have no idea what's going on. We are in chaos. Yeah, we were talking about the new car at the beginning of the season. That's not happening next year now. No, I know. And, I know. I know. I mean, geez, we previewed a race that didn't happen. <laughs> it still hasn't yeah, happened. <laughs> Four weeks later, it hasn't happened. Um, so so what do we think? You know, you and I had had speculated that he would likely end up in the fourteen car. Yeah. Um, I think that's still a possibility. I think if he stays in NASCAR, that's the possibility. I agree. I'm I'm not sold that he's going to be a NASCAR Cup Series driver. Yeah. Like, on his on his terms. Right. Not on anybody else's, because I think that's the place he can still go. Mm-hmm. I think he rides out this season. Whether, uh, you know, I don't know where he goes. Is he 
drive Xfinity or what. I don't, you, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but if anybody's going to give him a chance, it's Tony Stewart. And it's a team that doesn't need sponsors. Right. They have Haas Automation. And if a Gene Haas wants Kyle Larson, he'll make it happen. Yep. That car, that team does not need spot, and they're going to get him on the cheap because they're not going to have to pay him. Right? Do you, you think? Know? Do you think he goes? He finds a, a you know a, a Kurt Busch, um, you know situation, a James Finch situation this year that he can go jump in a, a really low funded car and finish out. Somebody, yeah, somebody's going to. Well, Kyle Larson's a tricky one because he he has a complicated relationship with NASCAR racing as it is. Right. He. This is not his dream. This is his job. Right. And he doesn't do this for he loves what he does, I think. But he's communicated that, you know, he he doesn't see himself being in NASCAR Cup Series driving long term. And now that the money that he was going to make, like he was the biggest free agent on the market, probably outside of Brad Keselowski. I mean, they were they were probably one A and one B. Right. In the next season, um, he cost himself i can't imagine how much money i i can't i couldn't fathom how much money he's lost on this whole thing do you think he just jumps ships from nascar completely and goes races goes and races i dirt? have a feeling he'll be racing dirt but again now that chevy's you know, right chevy's, chevy's not backing him anymore what does he do does he run his own team right. um but you know or maybe does he you know does tony stewart feel the car for him? i i still think I, I still think he's gonna have some sort of a relationship with stewart here to resurrect yeah, uh, Tony's not going to be afraid of this situation, and no. he'll see him. He'll see him for the talent he is. Yeah, Tony's not scared of controversy. No, Tony will want to win races and get the best driver. And if Larson wants to run dirt and run for Cup Series championships, he can do it with Ford and Tony Stewart, and it seems like the perfect landing spot. Well, that's the every- thing. Like, at what point does this cool off? We we talked about it's going to stick with him forever, and it will. But there's a point where it's going to cool off, and somebody's going to go, okay. Yeah, maybe some people are going to be upset with us, and maybe we're going to struggle to get a sponsor. But when he comes in and starts winning races, then the sponsors will come. Like, at mm-hmm. what point does somebody? There's, there's got to be a point where that the risk reward intersects enough to where it makes it a possibility. And there's got to be a team out there that's a good enough team for Kyle to be competitive yeah. in that needs a good driver like Kyle enough mm-hmm. to take the risk that's going to intersect and get him a ride. I would think maybe not right. this year, maybe right. next year, maybe a year down the road. Well, if you use Kurt Busch as the template, he did two years of floating. He went to James Finch right. and was sponsored less. I mean, I, I think he had a couple of races where he had some sponsorship, but nothing full season. I mean, that car was blank. Right. Um, and then he went to furniture row and that was a self-funded organization, similar to Stuart Haas, where you've got Gene Haas sponsoring, you know, two cars right now anyway. So I think that that's the, that's the path you, you know, uh, figure out this year, kind of whatever, you know, patch it together. If you want to run cup, run cup or do, you know, whoever gives him a seat or maybe he just runs dirt for the rest of the year. I don't know. And then, you know, you wait out to see if Clint Boyer is retiring or what's going on there with Stuart Haas. And that's, that's the option because I think that's still viable. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter to, to Stuart Haas if he's marketable or not. I mean, that really is a perfect fit right. to get him to get him into a top tier ride. He can compete for championships, and I think Eric, that's that's the thing. He starts winning races and competing for titles um, on a consistent basis. It'll start coming back. Right. But right. It, it, asterisks will move further down the list. 
Yep, exactly. He's he's going to be in this dip. This is a long dip. Oh, yeah. This is like a, this is kind of like a you know think of like the stock market crashing. Um, he was really high and now he's bottomed out and it's going to be a long way. Yeah, he's at the bottom. I would say if you're going to do something like this, don't do it when there is nothing in the news cycle. Yeah, that <laughs> would be good. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much the worst in. As far as coverage, it was the worst possible oh, with time national to do it. News, yeah, anytime national news is talking about NASCAR, it's, it's usually bad. Yeah. Like Ryan Newman is fighting for his life, and then, yeah, Kyle Larson set a slur, and it's all over the place. I mean, it was every news site I went to. Yeah. Our local our local newspaper had it on their front page. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. <laughs> so, yeah, it was everywhere. Huh. Couldn't um, escape. So speaking of future, let's talk uh, future of Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, Ryan Newman was talking to Claire B. Lang just recently, just today, I think, or yesterday. And, uh, it's looking more and more like when NASCAR gets back rolling, that there's a pretty good chance that Ryan Newman will be back rolling, which means Ross Chastain doesn't have a seat in the cup series right now. I assume he's going to probably be the guy that fills this seat. It's the easiest. Uh, yeah, it's the easiest thing, right? Yeah. I I I don't think I know he wanted to compete for the Xfinity championship, but yeah. He's going full time. Yeah, Go. I mean, at this time, at this point, you're four races in the season. You might as well put him up for points and everything, yep. right? He's done it. He did it last year for the truck series. Switch yeah. points right now. Be yeah, done get himself it. a win and and then race in. He's, you know, yeah, he he's is, running for the championship uh, in the Cup Series. Probably not the way you wanted to earn your ride, but no. it makes makes life a little bit easier at Ganassi. And I know, you know, they were probably waiting for Kurt to retire, so there's going to be some movement there. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, uh it's a free for all at at Chip Ganassi. Yep. But yeah, Ross Chastain's the guy. It's it's already. I would imagine that conversation is already being had with sponsors. Yeah, I'm curious at what point we'll get that announcement because there's no rush. No, you don't need to rush this thing, especially Not if it's all. all signed or, or planned. You know. Yeah. You got lots of time before he has to get in the car. Yeah. Um, unless he wants to get more. some. Unless he wants to get some time on iRacing in the 42 car. What does he do with? He's racing for Colleague in the Xfinity Series for the championship, right? I believe he's running that the electric truck. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I, that's probably got to be. Uh, I'm sure that he's got an out in his contract there. I would assume probably. so, I, because I, I think he's... I, I he's think a Ganassi he, driver. Right. I think, right? Yeah, he's under the Ganassi, yeah. It's kind of like um, Chris Buescher with Roush for all those years. He was right. driving for JTG, but he was still a Roush driver. Yep. I think we got something similar going on here. I think so. Obviously, we don't know any of these terms, but no. we're assuming. So. Well, yeah, we, we do a lot of that here, but that's okay. All right. Anything else to talk about on this Kyle Larson deal? I'm sure we're going to be talking about it more in the future. Um, but I think we kind of covered everything, didn't we? Yeah, he'll yeah he'll get back in the seat and we'll we'll talk about him again. Yeah, um, yeah I uh, I hate this whole thing. Yeah, this there's sucks. there's nothing good about it. There's absolutely nothing good about it. I'd rather not talked about it. Um, yep. James, James and I discussed it. We felt like we didn't want to wait a week to to, to talk about it on the podcast. We wanted to jump had, on and do yeah, it. Yeah, we had week. to hop on and 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 talk about it because it's fresh. We have, we have good thoughts. I feel like we had, you know, we had good discussions via text about stuff that was going on. Yep. But, um, yeah, I know, man, I racing is not fun anymore. No, <laughs> for anybody. No. And see, that's the thing too, is there was, there was, that's it was what, fun for two weeks. That's what, uh, Dave Moody talked about in his column is that, you know, there are a lot of people wanting to blame different people or different entities on this. And people were calling for drivers to boycott iRacing now. And it's like, oh, iRacing no. didn't do anything. They just were the medium. I mean, they, nothing iRacing. There's, there's no reason to boycott iRacing. I bet you, yeah. I bet you were a lot more careful about channels. We're broadcasting on iRacing. Uh, going yeah. Forward. 
Because, um, yeah. I mean, like, every driver in the field had their own Twitch stream going at the goes, same time. But no, It goes back to what you were saying. Don't say it. Yeah. There's no reason to say it. Like, it doesn't matter. You can go, Eric, you can go on Twitter right now and type a slur. Yeah. And is it Twitter's fault that you typed it? <laughs> exactly. It's not Twitter's fault that you, you know, that you did that. Yeah. Honestly, it's the same. It's the same thing. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. Um, all right. Well, we, there are a couple other news items. They're all iRacing related. Um, so let's bump on those real quick here. Um, I put this in the notes and I didn't even read it. Uh, so they had the, uh, the short track iRacing challenge, uh, at NASCAR and NBC last week. Um, Chase Briscoe gets the win at virtual Martinsville Speedway held off a late charge from William Byron, uh, to get the win. Christopher Bell finished third, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Parker Kligerman, Kyle Busch, Landon Castle, Ryan Priest, Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Larson. Um, <laughs> so those uh those were your finishers for the short track i racing challenge i didn't watch any of it so i really have no insight on this whatsoever i know you didn't watch it right james no no did you, i was out of the, i was out of the loop did you tune in saturday for the indycar race though uh, i watched the clips online i didn't watch it live i uh, the only thing i saw live was the uh the crash at the very start yeah, the uh, the uh, the paying the paying uh, homage to the '96 US 500. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Well done. It, was it was excellent. Well done. So good. Um, you know, the only thing is, is they could have done. I mean, it's i racing. They could have just restarted the race. Yeah, but they didn't. I, no. I heard there was some controversy there. Scott Dixon didn't get a chance to run, and yeah, there were a couple. Uh, um, Will Power was mad about the way they were doing cautions, and yeah. There was there was some some stuff, but uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. first IndyCar race ever. Of course, it's a virtual IndyCar race, but nonetheless, uh, mm-hmm. finished third. Ran uh, back of the pack most of the day or mid pack, and just played the fuel mileage strategy at Michigan as Dale Jr. is ought to do at Michigan. And yeah. uh, he was, I mean, he was close to winning the thing. It was it was almost his race to win. He ran out of gas coming across the line at the checkers. Um, and the guys in front of him didn't have much, uh, left either. Simon Pagano gets the win. Uh, Scott McLaughlin finished second, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Third. So, um, and sounds like, uh, Jr.'s going to race again this weekend and I racing, I think. Uh, no, I think he, yeah, he I saw he's, yeah, he's taken this weekend off yeah, at I twin Motegi. Oh yeah. So yeah, we has got a week off and then he'll, um, who knows, come back. He's, he's right. having fun. I mean, that. <laughs> and Jimmy didn't race this race. No, I, he must have had some sort of conflict. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, man. This race made me wish that we could run any cars at Michigan. It was so great. Did you see the local MLive column? MLive's a news organization in our area. Um, there was an opinion that we should bring IndyCar back to Michigan. No, I didn't see that. I should have shared that online. I was conflicted because it's super dangerous. Yeah, I don't that. think it's ever going to happen, but it may no. be fun to watch. Yeah, it would. Well, it'd be. I'd be terrified. To yeah, watch. me too. But it would be. Yeah, if you could get past that portion, yeah, yeah. you could. It you uh, could uh, have fun there. <laughs> it, it was. It was really fun to watch. The racing was great. Once they once they wrecked at the beginning, they didn't wreck again. Well, they did, but no cautions. Um, and it was just a good race. It was. It was fun to watch. Um, you know, NBC Sports did a good job covering it. I anything Lee Diffie announces, I'll listen to. Um, absolutely lovely Diffie. Wish he. He, they had him do more NASCAR stuff. Um, he started the Supercross season this year in, in, in place of uh, um, in place of uh, Ralph Shaheen. Ralph had conflicts, so uh, it was nice to see hear Lee there. Um, speaking of announcers, I completely forgot what well, the biggest news I think of the Monza thing. 
was that Alan Bestwick came back to announce. AB. Yeah, it was great hearing Alan Bestwick's voice, man. Alex, Alan Bestwick, uh, um, Alex Hayden was on as well from MRN. It was good stuff. They they had a good broadcasting team on uh, on that one. So um, it was it was ridiculous to watch for sure. Yeah. Um, it was something. I saw some highlights of that too, outside of everything we've discussed now uh, up to this point. But yeah, right. it was out of control. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention. It's not NASCAR related, but um, since we're talking about rescheduling stuff and everything, so IndyCar has been a little bit more. Um, more up on like keeping people updated on this, on what they're Mm -hmm. doing. So NASCAR hasn't released a tentative schedule yet, but IndyCar has updated their schedule and I'll find it here real quick under their news because it was kind of interesting. So they canceled the um, Detroit Grand Prix at Belle Isle this year. So there will not be a Detroit Grand Prix. Instead, they are going to go to Indianapolis and run the road course a second time this year in October. Yep. Saw that. Um, Let's see. Where did this article go? Their website is terrible. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Man, it makes NASCAR's website look good. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Well, forget it. They're doing a doubleheader at Iowa, too. And I, I believe it is. Um, and they might, I think they're doing one other doubleheader somewhere else, too. But I don't care enough about it to find it on their stupid website. So, <laughs> anyway, IndyCar has adjusted their schedule. They've, they've cut down a couple of races, gotten rid of uh, a couple of the street courses. They're running the road course at Indy a couple of times. There you go. So, um, yep. and who knows how much more it'll change, but they're looking at starting um, in, the, in mid-June with their series. Um, really looking like NASCAR is going to shoot for June probably as well. Um, and we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's getting complicated i've i yeah. heard uh jordan bianchi was talking about they might have to run races without pit crews or without full crews interesting um to keep the number of people down so we would have pit stops but they would be uh, not for position hmm. um that was on uh that was on jordan and, and uh, jeff gluck's podcast the teardown i want to make sure that they get full credit for that but uh, sounds like jordan's working that story a little bit so um interesting. yeah the we, we talked last week, you and I, about the number of people that it takes to do a NASCAR event, and it's so highly ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it's a city. How, yeah. We really do need – and it sounds – you know, I, I know there's some positive news out there. We're not in – it's not, not all dire, um, but it sounds like we're getting closer to having more instantaneous testing. And if yeah. we can get to that point with this COVID thing, we can hopefully – uh, and here I am talking like, uh, what is it, Dr. Fauci? Right. Yeah, here I am um, being an expert and everything. Well, <laughs> as somebody <laughs> but, who's been living COVID. Yeah, you've you've been more into it than I that I, I, I obviously have. Yeah, but. living it 24-7, the, the positives are becoming more and more on yeah. the story. So it's, I'm getting optimistic that maybe we're at least halfway through this deal. Yeah. Maybe. A few more weeks to go, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just, I just want my summer to not be ruined, completely ruined. I know. I just I, you know, I just want freaking something. I want to go to the grocery store again, James. I went to the I went to get gas the other day and I felt like I didn't want to go in the gas station and like Oh yeah. I just miss going into the gas station and just buying a mountain dew, I, man. I never use hand sanitizer. I know Mountain Dew, poor Mountain Dew. <laughs> I never use hand sanitizer, and I used it twice on a on one trip to the gas station really yeah. quick to to get. I'm trying to get my 
freaking lawnmower ready. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have no gas. I have no oil. I had to go to the store. And then I put on a mask and I'm like, OK, I've not done the mask in public. yet. Oh, my God. I put a mask on and I felt like such an idiot. And then I'm walking in. I'm like, God, this is ridiculous. And I look up. Everybody's wearing masks. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, OK, I'm not the only one wearing a mask. Let's do this. Yep, I haven't. I, I have not it's been so weird. It is so weird. I haven't been in a store yet since the masks became recommended by the CDC. So I have not experienced the mask thing yet. I've had a cough for like two, three weeks straight. My allergies are kicking up. And I'm see I, again. I, I for those who don't realize, I work for the newspaper here. I'm the editor of our of one of our local newspapers, and I have preached on social media: stay home, do what you're supposed to do, follow the directions, blah blah blah. So like this weekend, we have a house that's about an hour from us that we're selling, and we're packing it up so we can move. Well, the governor here in Michigan announced that you're not allowed to go between residences anymore in the state, and so we did go up this past weekend to, to work on the house. But I specifically said like, when we leave our town, we do not talk to anybody. We do not interact with anybody. We don't get gas. We don't go in a store, nothing, have everything you need. So we go in the house, pack our stuff up, leave the house, no talking to people, you know, because I feel like if I'm going to preach it, I better follow it. And so, um, so I've, you know, I've not gone in any stores. I haven't done any of that stuff if I haven't had to. And because I've been sick, even though it's allergies, I know it's not COVID-19. I'm avoiding people because I don't want to be that person that I tell everybody else not to be. So I know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I just, I just want to go into a store. I just want to go and just be, I don't even like people, James. (laughs) I I don't even, I, I, I don't, I'm like, I'm the most easily isolated person, period. I, it's almost nice to have an excuse not to go anywhere, but I want to go somewhere because I just miss it. We ordered we uh, we ordered takeout for the first time today. Um, we actually got pizza for lunch from our local pizzeria, and it was such a it was such a blank. I'm not going to say the word. It was a blank show, <laughs> and and uh, we're disinfecting the box and then putting the pizza on a plate, and then it, <laughs> it was just a disaster. See, I'm not, I just want to go back. I to won't. Normal. I won't do that. I will not go that far because I just. I have yeah, I too much potential to just go well, see, crazy. I, I know. I'm enough of a hypochondriac that I don't yeah, need to encourage myself to be see, more of one. That's the thing is I am not. But here you but you know our situation. We yeah. have we are expecting, and I think I mentioned that last week on yep. the on the podcast. And we are just Yeah, we never like, really like a, made an official announcement on yeah, the it's podcast. Fine, yeah, it's so fine. Congratulations, even though I've known for a little while. The second one, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> It's still a big deal. Come on, man. <laughs> well, you guys just did two at one time. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we are just making sure we're taking extra precautions. Like everything is cool. We're just staying home and we're yeah. fine. It's me, my wife and our three-year-old and our, our basset hound and we're good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah your situation is different than mine. I am not a hypochondriac. I am the least hypochondriac person in the world. I'm a nail biter and all sorts of other things. <laughs> and I'm just now I'm a germaphobe like everybody else. The world oh, has broken. me. If there's anything I've learned from COVID-19, it's that I touch my face way too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like constantly. All these uh, <laughs> video meetings that I've been doing for work. Uh-huh. I'm like, why am I touching my face? Yep. Yeah, I feel like it's I'm surprised that I don't just walk around just rubbing my hands on my face all the time because that's how much I touch my face. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. 
Um, I'm the same way. Yeah, no, I mean, like, we're in this apartment complex, and every time I go to take the dog outside, I have to touch a door, and I come back in and wash my hands immediately. And it's just, uh, it's it's something, man. It's, it's I, I'm curious as to how much of a normal we're actually going to get back. It's going to be something. I don't know what. But. There's going to be some differences, that's for sure. I'll tell you what. So we went to... The way we work is, is completely changed. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. We went to a drive-thru the other day, and they had um, plexiglass uh, up on, with magnets on the window to block the person there so they aren't getting their, you know, your spittle, spittle on them or whatever. And, you yeah. know, I think that type of stuff, those sneeze guards, things like that, I hope that stuff stays. Like, there's no reason not to have that stuff. Why not yeah. make everybody a little bit healthier? You know, so there's, I mean, there's certainly some things. I've been talking to a couple people, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, the way we work is going to change. There's a lot of people that could work from home that didn't work from home before, but that now will probably have the opportunity to. Um, yep. I know a lot of the medical facilities are do, te- are experimenting with telehealth that they were starting to experiment with and now they've had to. And so we're going to get a lot of positive changes from this stuff. Yeah. I, I hope that we get to a point where we're touching less and we don't have, we have more contactless stuff, contactless payments, things like that. Just, yep. you know, I, I think there'll be some good that'll come from this, but man, do we got to suffer a little bit before that. Yeah. Shaking hands is going to, is. Oh God, I hope that's tough. over. Yeah. See, I'm a handshaker. Don't, it's going to be tough. I hate it. I, you know, I, I don't like shaking hands and it's not. I, again, for me, it is a germaphobe and it's not just a germaphobe. It's that I have a bubble and I don't want people in my bubble. <laughs> don't hug me. Don't shake my hand. Don't touch me. You know, <laughs> my dog's allowed in my bubble and that's about it. The dog. Yeah, good. The dog can yeah. come in the bubble. The dog, the the dirtiest of, of all of us. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The one that licks her own. Well, rear. my dog is <laughs> uh, my dog eats crap in the yard. So, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, James. Wow, that's a way to end it. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, well, not not speaking of racing, but since this is a racing podcast, there is some racing this weekend. I think I don't think it's been canceled. The uh, the Pro Invitational Series will continue on without Kyle Larson. Uh, yeah, this Sunday at Richmond International or well Richmond Raceway. Sorry, Richmond Raceway, no international anymore. Um, virtual Richmond Raceway. Actually, the NASCAR Coca Cola e NASCAR Coca Cola i Racing Series is racing there tonight. Um, yep. actually right now as we record yep. this podcast. So the Ky- uh, I just saw the Kyle Larson racing team is, uh, they've removed Kyle Larson racing from team name, put them down as independent. Thanks to Bob Packers. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. The follow uh, continued. Even on iRacing. One more, more and more piece of news. Uh, the iRacing King Dale Earnhardt Jr. Tweeted out today, a picture of North Wilkesboro announcing that, uh, maybe by June we should have North Wilkesboro on iRacing. That's pretty cool pretty sweet it would be awesome if uh if for some reason we're not back to regular racing if we could have a e-nascar pro invitational series race at north wilkesboro that would be pretty sweet eric and i are old enough that uh we were racing on the uh north wilkesboro when it was still on the schedule and the old nascar racing games yep. probably yep. yeah nascar 2003 yep. it's amazing how much of iRacing is still nascar 2003 like yeah. the menus and stuff that you see on the screen they're still from that game yeah it's it's it just man it makes me want to get back into it. I can't do it though. I can't do it. Paul Tracy said on the IndyCar broadcast this weekend that um it is a fast track toward losing your girlfriend or a divorce. <laughs> and I agree with that and that is why I have not do- dove into the i racing. <laughs> so uh, we know where this is going. Yeah. 
Yeah. So on that note, James, anything else you want to talk about? We've actually managed to stretch this out to a normal length episode, of course, because why wouldn't we? Right. So that's what we do. Um, I'm disappointed that more people didn't come at me for my takes last week. Yeah, I saw a couple, though. There were a few. Yeah, there were a few, which is good. That's good. I'm yeah. I'm glad uh, I'm glad that um, I was able to stir the stir the pot. Yeah, we actually got requests today on Twitter to do this podcast, so that was kind of yep, cool. That was great. Yeah, thanks everybody for that. Um, yeah, I'm more I I thought more people would be on my side. Yeah, I'm kidding. Nobody You're right. I was gonna say. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, James, you got any yeah. shout outs this week? Um, no, just, uh, you, you already mentioned it, but thanks to everybody who was getting, you know, getting on us to get this podcast. We had, we actually had it on the, on the calendar. Uh, we were going to do it today and, and, uh, everybody's like, Hey, we need to hear about this. So, um, <laughs> no, appreciate that. We were glad to have people out there listening who want to hear what we have to say. So thank you. Yep. Um, I had a shout out, but I can't remember what it was. So never mind. <laughs> just uh-huh. incredible content just incredible yeah <laughs> uh james where can they find you on social media if they want to talk to you uh at james kush on twitter be nice yeah you can find me at t super speedway on twitter uh you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway uh our website is the super you can find uh links to all the articles we discussed in the show notes um past articles coverage things like that check it out thesuperspeedway.com you can find the podcast there and you can find the podcast on apple podcasts google play and soundcloud and if you like what you hear you want to become a part of the show become a patron at patreon.com slash thesuperspeedway there we go uh well we'll be back next week we're not taking a week off next week at least we haven't discussed it so um back next week to talk some iRacing again and uh get back into our new normal until we get back to our old normal. So with that guys, we go to virtual Richmond raceway this weekend for the NASCAR iRacing pro invitational series. And we'll be back next week to discuss it until then, everybody let's go racing. (laughs) 